book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, and uh, usually we work with verse 6 when we turn to Isaiah verse, uh, chapter 9, but verse 2, verse 2 is where I want to go and uh, speak about a great light. Praise God. Let's read together Isaiah 9 and 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Praise God. And that light made all the difference. All the difference. Praise God. I'm thankful that the power of God is able to make a difference in our lives as we call upon him and look to him. And believe him for his touch. You can be seated. God bless you today. If you looked at the calendar, and thank you, Brother Mike, for working on the church calendar, uh, doing such a great job with that. If you looked at the calendar uh, this month, um, and it's uh, the calendar that you might uh, have would indicate that December 21st is the beginning of winter. Uh, then uh, you would know we're, we're catching up here. <laughs> I don't know where they're beginning winter on December 21st, but we've had it for going on two months already. But the good thing about December 21st that I like to focus on is light. Daylight. That's when. We stop losing daylight, and we start gaining daylight. Praise God. And that's always a good time. We ignore it when it happens in June. You know, <laughs> don't want to think about losing daylight. But I sure want to focus on gaining the daylight. Praise God. And uh, hang on. We're almost there. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But the night sky has uh, a multitude of examples of God's creation, too. And uh, there was a solar, whatever you call it, solar event that uh, changed uh, things a bit. And there was some warning that it was going to affect radio waves and the Internet and so on. I don't think that happened. And uh, there was um, a report that the Aurora Borealis was going to be more active, northern lights. And uh, so we stayed up late, and we looked out, but not much happened. Uh, maybe it will. Maybe it will. But you have seen magnificent displays of uh, the northern lights, and uh, that only happens in the night sky. So it's not like we abhor the night or uh, desire it not to come. No, the moon and the planets... Um, did you know that the, 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 uh, what looks like stars, if it doesn't twinkle, that's a planet? That's how you tell the difference. The Aiden told me that. So, um, so I look, and sometimes when, when there's a real bright one out there, you can get your binoculars and look, and if it's Jupiter, you can see the moons. Some of the moon at 10 power, uh, binoculars will do that. You don't have to have a big expensive telescope. And what's amazing, at least to me, 
Uh, I've seen four of the moons. Now, Jupiter has how many? 40 or 50? Since the flybys have uh, been sent out there, um, you know, it's pretty incredible to see what the reports are and the photographs that, that come back. But with 10 power binoculars, you can see four of the moons uh, if, they're, if they're orbiting uh, at, at that particular time. But what's amazing to me is they're, they're in a line. They're not scattered all over. They're, they're on the uh, equatorial uh, basis there of Jupiter. And uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's just amazing to me. Our galaxy, um, the first time I, I saw the Milky Way galaxy, we were a bunch of kids out playing late at night, sledding down a hill, and I looked and saw you know, the band of, of stars. And I thought, what's that? It's the Milky Way. Well, I, I, in my child mind, I was thinking Milky Way candy bar. I thought, what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But that's what it's called. That's the galaxy we're a part of. And uh, I don't know if you saw the report, but uh, the scientists have discovered another solar system in uh, the Milky Way galaxy. There's six planets orbiting a star in uh, the Milky Way galaxy. Pretty amazing, pretty incredible. You know, here's just, just my random thinking here now. Um, if they would put the time and energy and money into seeking God instead of seeking all of this stuff, it's interesting. I, I enjoy reading, I, I enjoy looking at the pictures, but if that effort had been put into seeking the Lord, how much better off would we be? How much more uh, uh, settled and happy and prosperous and satisfied and uh, all of the aspects of God bringing into our nation. You know, the scripture says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And uh, I thank the Lord that we can put our trust in him. Amen. But all of the displays and, and satellites, have you seen a satellite? It amazes me how many people have not seen a satellite. I like to just stand out in the night sky and see if I can spot one. There's some that go north and south. There's some that go east and west. And uh, it looks, looks like a small star, and it's moving at a pretty good rate going across the sky. And uh, a lot of people haven't seen them. But it's really cool to, to recognize, ah, there's a satellite. Wave at them. They're taking your picture. <laughs> but lights abound at Christmas time. Um, trees and wreaths, ornaments and displays, colorful lights, all of that is pretty unique. And it helps with the season. It helps to light things up and, and, um, and especially a manger scene uh, to be able to, uh, again, remember the reason for the season to use a a, an expression that is popular at this time. But light was a major part of the birth of the Messiah. The star that the Magi, the wise men, followed. Uh, the shepherds seeing the glory of God when the angel made the announcement, unto you is born in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You'll find him lying in a manger. So they said, let's go. But before they departed, there was with uh, the angel, a heavenly host. Oh, my. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how bright, 
how glorious, how amazing that all must have been. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'm thankful that there was an aspect of light that, that was throughout the whole story. Now, the dim stable uh, did, not, did not give any hint of the light that Jesus would bring to people's lives as he healed them, as he delivered them, as he taught, taught truth that would um, uh, set them free. Praise God and thank the Lord for that power. When, when the young couple, Mary and Joseph, took baby Jesus to the temple, there was a man named Simeon there who had been told by the Lord, you're not going to die until you see the Christ, until you see the anointed, until you see the Messiah. And I always wonder, is there somebody alive today who have been told by the Lord, you are not going to die until you see the Lord come in power and glory? Praise God. It's possible. It's possible. Praise God. Because we believe the Lord is coming very soon. But Simeon called Jesus salvation. He called Jesus a light to lighten the Gentiles, which is a reference to Isaiah 42 and 6. And a lot of, uh, of scripture from Isaiah fits into the situation of, uh, of the Messiah coming. And I thank God for that light. Now, let's consider how uh, in the beginning God divided light from darkness. In creation, the earth was in darkness. It was without form and void. But the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Praise God. I'm thankful that water and spirit are still used in God's plan for new creation. Still used in God's plan for new creatures. Praise God. When we're baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, when we're filled with the power of his spirit, praise God, we become new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Our problem is, our problem is we try to hold on to those old things. I want to act the way I acted. I want to do the things I used to do. I want to, I want to have you know, just all that garbage. Uh, if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. But I can reach out for the newness that God has for me. Praise God for the power and the blessing and the glory that's there. I'm thankful that the Lord did his work. His first command was let there be light. Thank God he saw the light that it was good. He didn't say, ah, oh, that's a poor example of what I wanted. Let's start over. No, he saw it was good. That's the work that God does. That's the kind of performance that he's able to exercise in your life and your heart if you say, yes, Lord. Not just sing it. Not just go along with the lyrics, but really from your heart, from your life, from your whole being. Yes, Lord. I'm going to change. I'm going to walk differently. I'm going to have different priorities. My ambitions are going to be in align with, with your word. Praise God. Yes, Lord. And so God divided the light from the darkness. It's how the scripture describes it. And it's repeated uh, in chapter 1, verse 18 of Genesis. The Lord divided light from the darkness. And he saw that it was good to divide light from the darkness. That's a principle that's got to be in effect in our lives. 
It's got to be something that we're willing to do. Divide darkness away from the light that God has provided for us. Walk in that light and not desire to go back to the darkness and do the things that were detrimental and disastrous to us, but to move into the light because there's life. There's power. There's blessing. Praise God. Separation from sin is what God desires in our lives and to move into his power and into his glory. 2 Corinthians 6 has those five statements of separation. And one of them is what communion hath light with darkness. The NLT says what uh, uh, living with light and darkness should there be. I'm thankful that it's a living truth. As the temple of God, we live in his light. We live in his spirit. We live in his power. Praise God. And I'm thankful that that power is there. Isaiah 5 and 20 describes our situation today. The situation today is we're going to call evil good and good evil. We're going to call darkness light and light darkness. We're going to call bitter sweet and sweet bitter. It's all mixed up. It's all confused. It's all a situation that is backwards. But God is trying to move us into the realm of understanding. You can for be uh, delivered from darkness. You can move into his light. And you can know the blessings of his power and his strength. Thank God the light shined. Thank God that when there was a difference. There was a power. Now John, one of the gospel writers, wrote about light more than any of the, of the other gospel writers. Matthew, Mark, Luke, they wrote about light as well. But John mentions light more than any of them. He says, the light shineth in darkness. He said, the word was made flesh and we beheld his glory. He said, no one has seen God, but the Son hath declared him. The NLT says, the Son hath revealed the Father. Thank God that the power of the Lord is there in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus twice said, I am the light of the world. He said, following me, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. Thank God for that power that he's able to demonstrate as we walk on with him. The first time that he said, I am the light of the world, is when he was rescuing that woman from stoning in John chapter 8. Thank God that he had his say. They were wondering if he was going to uh, be contradicting what Moses had to say when they challenged him. Moses said, this adulterous woman should be stoned, but what do you say? Thank God for that woman that he had his say. And thank God for all of us that he can have his say. When we're, uh, when we're diagnosed with cancer, the Lord can have his say. When we're facing situations that we have no answer for, the Lord can have his say. When we don't don't know what way to go, which way to turn, what to do. The Lord can have his say and bring us into his realm and his power because he declared, I am the light of the world. The second time he said it, there was a young man who had been born blind that was to be healed as he went to the pool and washed. Thank God that we can be obedient to what the Lord says. Thank God that we can understand that following his commandments.
commands is what he desires to bring into our experience all the blessings that he has available for us. Praise God. That young man went and washed and he came seeing for the first time in his life. He was able to see all of the things that he had experienced for the first, maybe the first two decades of his life. And now the Lord made an incredible difference. Oh, thank God that the I am statements that John records, and there's a lot of them. I am. It's not just a figure of speech. It's not just a, a title and so on. But it is a demonstration of his powerful intervention that he can do in our lives. Thank God when we know his power and his glory. Now, the Bible tells us about the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John going with the Lord up that mountain, probably wondering, why are we climbing here today? Why are we expending this time and energy to get to the top of the mountain? But when they got up there, they experienced something they'd never seen before. The Bible says that the Lord was shining exceeding white as snow. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. That's the description that Mark and Matthew gave. Amazingly, John doesn't record it. But Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus. Now, both had experience with God, with bright light that came from the fire that they experienced. It wasn't only a majestic display of divine power but it was a work that he was going to do to bring light to this world. Praise God. And John would later uh, record in Revelation 1.16 how that uh, he experienced light again in Patmos. He said his countenance, Jesus, was as the sun shineth in his strength. Praise God. I'm thankful the Lord would display that light and would indicate to us that we do not need to live in darkness, but we can move into the light of his power and his glory. John continued the light theme in his letters. In his first letter, 1 and 5, he said, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. He said, we walk in the light, as he is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, thank God that there can be that cleansing. There can be that change. There can be that removal of stain and shame and uh, all of the garbage that uh, we had fallen into, but God brings us into a cleansing because of his light. The darkness is past, John wrote, and the true light shineth. Thank God that we know that John would emphasize light and life and love in his letters, and that's what the Lord desires to emphasize in our lives as well. A great light shined, and I thank God that it has made a difference. Paul was known as, the Saul, uh, uh, as Saul of Tarsus. He fought against light. He didn't want to receive what was being uh, taught and preached by those who experienced Pentecost and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. He persecuted the church. He imprisoned followers of the Lord. But a light brighter than the brightness of the sun knocked him down. That's how he described it. It was above the brightness of the sun. 
And thank God that light is how the Lord arrested his attention. When Saul of Tarsus asked the Lord, Who art thou, Lord? The answer flooded him with spiritual light. I am Jesus. Praise God. And in that moment, he was changed. His life was changed. His direction was changed. His goals were changed. Thank God that the Lord knows how to bring a change. And God used him to make changes around the continent around the cities that he went to, to the people that heard him preach. What incredible changes our God is able to bring. And Paul wrote about light in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 4 through 6. He said, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ can shine. And thank God the gospel is the good news. It's not bad news. It's not news that's going to drag you down. It's not news that's going to cramp your style. It's not news that's going to make you unhappy. It's good news. Praise God. It will lift you up. It will bring you joy. It will bring you happiness. Praise God. When you have problems is when you try to go back to the old ways. That's what produces the problems. Come on, turn the light on. Make sure that God is, is glorified in your lives and in your heart because he is the image of God that we can walk in. The God of this world will blind your mind. That's what he attempts to do. It's deception. It's deceit in making you fall into his tricks and into his way. Look at Romans 1.21, because that when they knew God, they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. The devil deceives the heart. It's amazing that they once knew God. Why did they depart? Why did they leave? Why did they refuse to continue? I, 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 I don't get it. As a 15-year-old uh, coming to the Lord and repentance and being baptized uh, in the wonderful name of the Lord in December of 1966, it was just a determination in my young heart, this is it. I'm not changing. I'm not stopping. I'm not going another way. I'm not falling back. I'm going forward. I'm continuing on, praise God, and I'm thankful that the Lord has helped me in every aspect of that determination. It was not just me, but it's God's power, it's God's blessing, it's God's strength, it's God's light, hallelujah, and I'm thankful that he can do that for anyone who makes up their mind. They're going to serve the Lord, they're going to follow after him, they're not going to go in the way of vain imaginations and let their foolish hearts be darkened. No, no. Move into that realm of understanding. God's power is there because you read that portion of Romans 1 and the wickedness becomes worse. The perversion becomes worse. Away, away, away from the things of God. But oh God, help us to continue on with him and to know his power and blessing is there. So Paul wrote about it and he would be qualified to understand the power of light. He said God commanded light to shine out of darkness and he will shine that light in our hearts. It will give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ because he is the image of God. You want to see God? Look at Jesus. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God that we can know how powerful he is. And he wants that light to shine in our hearts. Amen. My wife doesn't like for me to
She doesn't like for me to sit on the couch when the sun is just right and I can move my watch and get that light right in her eyes. God's not going to play with you and shine a light in your eyes. Come on, Brother Greg, look at the light. No, God's going to give light to Brother Greg to change his life. And that's exactly what the Lord has done. Praise God. I'm thankful that the Lord doesn't just play games with light, but he gives that light because it's life. Because it's life. Praise God. Amen. Peter talked about being an eyewitness. And, uh, and we know that he was. We know that he walked with the Lord those three and a half years. We know the mistakes that he made. We know uh, the, the proclamations that he uh, announced and how, uh, how uh, straightforward he was, how blunt he was at times. But oh my, what he experienced in the power of the Lord and the blessings that were there. In his second letter, Uh, to the church, chapter 1, beginning at verse 16. He assured the church, we have not followed cunningly devised fables, whether they were Aesop's fables or Greek mythology or uh, Roman war stories or whatever they were. We've not followed those things. We followed after the Lord. And we have a sure word of prophecy. Peter, James, and John were eyewitnesses, remember, of his majesty on the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw his glory. They knew that there was a powerful change in the blessing of the Lord. They heard the voice from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am. Oh my, if the whole world could get that revelation. If the whole world could understand what the voice from heaven was saying. It goes on to say, in whom I am well pleased. If I'm well pleased uh, with, with Brother Jordan, I won't say I'm well pleased in him. I'll say I'm well pleased with him. But the Lord, the God of heaven, would declare about Jesus Christ, I am in him. See, God was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Hallelujah. We thank God for that power and that blessing. So Peter says, we were eyewitnesses of that. We saw it. We heard it. You can't tell us otherwise. We were there. Praise God. And thank the Lord, we can have experience as well. We can know how powerful the presence and the power of God is. We can have a more sure word of prophecy. It's not a private interpretation. It's holy men of God who were moved by the Holy Ghost began to write as they were inspired to. And Peter said, there's a light that shineth in a dark place. Let the day dawn arise in you, that day star. And thank God that day star, Jesus Christ, can arise in your heart. So let's get it settled. That's where God wants to dwell, in your heart, because that's where you can be changed. That's where things can make a difference. That's where the whole situation and whole future that you have in the Lord is going to be established. God wants to dwell in your heart. Thank God he's got healing for our bodies. He's got salvation for our souls. But in your heart is where he wants to dwell. Praise God. Let's clap our hands. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. God's light. God's light and his love in our hearts. You know, I talked about the stars and so on. Psalm 147.4, he numbers the stars. 
those telescopes are out there, Hubble and what's the other one called? Whatever it's called. Um, yeah. They're, they don't know the number of the stars. They're trying to count them. They have no idea. God numbers them, and God names them. That's pretty impressive. But I'll tell you what's even better. You look at verse 3 of Psalm 147, and verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted. That's far better than numbering the stars and naming them. Because what does that do for me when I'm crying in my pillow in the midnight hour? What does that do for me when I'm hurting in my body? But God comes. God comes with his healing. God comes with his encouragement. God comes with his strength and power. God comes with his knowledge and blessing. Oh, that's what I'm going to focus on. That's the light that I desire. Praise God. Those stars are light years apart. The distance is astronomical. I wondered if you'd catch that. But now the hand of God is displayed in the blessings of the Lord and the strength that he's provided. Praise God. I'm thankful that I can know he heals the brokenhearted. I can follow him in his light. I can seek him and be delivered from darkness. Colossians 1.13 says, we have been delivered from the power of darkness. Does darkness have power? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. That's why depression comes so quickly. That's why we feel so exhausted and we feel so confused and we feel like there's no direction that we know. But we have been delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of his son. Thank God that we can know that power and that blessing and be lifted up in his glory and his goodness. Thank God for the strength that he's provided for us. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 talks about the anointing to preach the good tidings the liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, the comfort for all that mourn, to bind up the brokenhearted. This is the passage that Jesus read from in Luke 4 and 18. Thank God that it includes binding up the brokenhearted and the blessing of the Lord that would be there. The Lord deals with the darkness in each of those dilemmas, the captivity that is dark, the prisons that are dark, the mourning that is dark, the brokenhearted that are living in darkness, but God deals with that darkness each and every time because he is the Lord of light. He brings forth his power and his goodness. Another passage from Isaiah 61 and 2, the light is is come. The Lord is risen. That There is darkness, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. His glory shall be seen upon thee. Thank God. And we can rejoice that the Lord is all-powerful and steps forward as victory over death and hell and the grave. Just in the Easter time, oh yes. But thank God, even right now and even before, hallelujah, there was nothing that held God back. There was nothing that could hold his hand, but thank God the power of the Lord is there. And that chapter Isaiah 60 goes on to say the Lord shall be an everlasting light. Twice it declares it in verses 19 and 20. The Lord shall be an everlasting light. Praise God. And what a contrast 
the sa the, that Satan, the ruler of darkness, will become captive of that darkness. John wrote in Revelation about the bottomless pit and how that one angel is going to cast the devil into that bottomless pit and the darkness will be deepened even more, bound for a thousand years. The one who could transform himself into an angel of light. The Bible says that. He can transform himself into an angel of light. That's why you've got to rely upon the word of God, not your own ideas, not your own intuition, not your own desires and knowledge and so on, but in the word of God, because the devil can trick you. And he's tricked many. He's deceived many. That's why foolish hearts have been darkened, like Romans 1.21 says. But God, help us to move into the realm of understanding God's power is there. And the devil is going to be defeated, praise God, in that bottomless pit for a thousand years. And then when he comes out, there's going to be a lake of fire that awaits him. How can there be out of darkness in the midst of fire? I don't know, and I don't want to find out. I'm going to move into the realm of light forever. Praise God. Satan will be cast into that lake of fire and tormented day and night forever and ever. Oh, I love to read those passages of Scripture to know that the one who bugs me, the one who tempts me, the one who tries to drag me down is going to be cast down into that bottomless pit. Cast into the lake of fire. And I'm going to be walking on streets of gold. Hallelujah. I'm going to see light shining out from those walls of jasper. I'm going to see light twinkling in the sea of crystal. Hallelujah. I'm going to move into that realm where my God is light forever. Hallelujah. The Bible says the heaven has no need of the sun or moon because the glory of the Lord is going to lighten it. There's no candle or light of the sun that is needed. The Lord is going to give light. Praise God. That's where we're headed. That's where we're going. That's what God has in mind for us. Hallelujah. Why turn around now? Why stop now? Why hold back now? Amen. Let's move into that realm where the Lord is the everlasting light, just as Isaiah prophesied. So the Lord says, I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am <laughs> you got to grab a hold of that I am praise God you got to understand how powerful that is you got to realize how nothing can stop that how nothing can hold it back that where I am there you may be also that's God's plan for you the devil doesn't have that kind of plan for you. No, the devil has traps. The devil has tricks. The devil has deceit. The devil has distraction. He has confusion, not comfort. Don't fall for it. Stay with light. Stay with the light that God has for you. Keep on the journey with the Lord of light. David said it, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Emmanuel. And we celebrate this season, Emmanuel. No, it's God with us.
Amen. And he wants to be God in us. And we understand it's God for us. Praise God. That's God's plan. Don't walk away from that. Don't seek something else that's going to be disappointing and disastrous and detrimental. No, no, no. We're going to stay with that light. Let his light keep shining for you. Let his light shine through you. Amen. So that others can know and understand. In this, in, in this season of, of light, you, you, you've seen, you, you know what I'm talking about. Light's all over the place. Wonderful. I love it. It's great. Praise God. But so much darkness. Oh, God, help us to be light shining in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That's what Philippians 2 and 14 says. You can be a light shining in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Praise God, holding forth the word of life. Amen. And that power being displayed because that power is in you. Amen. God's plan. God's way. God's glory. Thank the Lord. Let's stand. Oh, thank God for that light. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. And as, as, we, as we journey, and uh, the, the psalmist said, uh, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Those paths are kind of hard to determine sometimes because there's so many paths that wants to lead you in the way of sin wants you to, to go your, your own way, the way of self. Selfishness. No paths of righteousness. Praise God. Righteousness is not going to hurt your brother. It's not going to hurt your sister. No, you're going to do good. The Bible says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. I'm glad I'm in that household. I'm glad I'm not out wandering around somewhere. I'm thankful that I know this is a place of light. Praise God. And the blessings that continue on. So am I going to turn? Am I going to stop? And am I going to hold back? No. 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 I've had the devil give me too many bad days. And I'm just determined I'm going to give him a bad day. Praise God. I want the demons to see my feet hit the floor and them to say, oh, no, he's getting up again. <laughs> the demons will fear and dread the light that you bring by the power of God shining through you. Raise our hands to the Lord right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Praise God. If you're determined, you're going to walk in that great light. You're determined, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to turn, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to keep following. I want you to come and pray right now. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. 